listening to Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city officials and partners discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. I'm your host, Andrew Estevez, with the City's Office of Communications and Public Affairs. In addition to serving as stewards of public tax dollars and the right-of-way, the City of Dayton is also a steward of the natural resources within its jurisdiction. On this episode, we'll be discussing the city's sustainability strategy and what the local government is doing to take our community to the next shade of green. Joining me to address this topic is Michelle Simmons, the Division Manager of Environmental Management for the Department of Water. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. So just to get started off here, how long has the Division of Environmental Management been a part of the city organization and what led to its creation? Environmental management became a division within the Department of Water in 1987 with a purpose to create a multi-jurisdictional program to protect the region's source of drinking water, which is the Great Miami Buried Valley Aquifer, through thoughtful land use and development while reducing risk to groundwater. So the city protects groundwater. I mean, it's not just the city of Dayton that uses the groundwater. This, this water is used throughout the region in yes. multiple jurisdictions. Yes. Um, the city, we have a multi-jurisdictional program through collaboration with the cities of Riverside, Harrison Township. We also have uh, Vandalia, Huber Heights, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. All of these are the partners that are located geographically around the city of Dayton Wellfield. Therefore, in order for us to successfully protect the groundwater resources from which we draw our drinking water, it was necessary for us to develop a collaboration with those jurisdictions as part of the multi-jurisdictional source water protection program. So the city, yeah, we, we provide water to a lot more than just the citizens or the, the residents of Dayton. That's correct. We right. provide drinking water to over 400,000 uh, customers within Dayton and Montgomery County. You had asked about what led to the creation of this division. And one of the things that was noticed at that point, there was a need for sustainable groundwater management practices. Uh, It was magnified following the Sherwin-Williams fire. This was the destruction of an industrial facility that was located within the Dayton drinking water well field. Although this facility had state-of-the-art fire suppression technology, it still caught fire. It was only through the cooperative decision-making between the fire chief at that time and the environmental manager to let the facility burn as opposed to continuing to spray with large amounts of water, which could then spread the pollutants into groundwater, that the aquifer was protected. This decision set a precedence for the city and the region and sparked the need for the balance between land use and development in sensitive drinking water areas for the sustainability of drinking water resources for the future. So the City Commission established the Sustainable Practices Policy back in 2007. How does this policy guide our decision makers to preserve and protect our natural resources? The Sustainable Practices Policy in 2007 reaffirmed the City's commitment to preservation and protection of the region's natural resources. The policy provides a focus for city activities for education to support natural resource protection and waste reduction through recycling, energy efficiency, and practices which reduce the city's contribution of carbon emissions to the atmosphere. The policy created a cross-departmental team and promotes regional collaboration with universities, 
private businesses, and governmental agencies to reduce the region's impact on local natural resources, including water, energy, and land management. Uh, natural resources like the aquifer and rivers are essential for economic vitality of the region. Sustainable practices in water protection and pollution prevention keep pollutants from being drawn into our water treatment system, which in turn keeps utility costs down, thereby saving our ratepayers money. Dayton has an abundance of water resources thanks to local rivers and our 1.5 trillion gallon aquifer. What programs does the Department of Water specifically oversee to protect these assets? The Division of Environmental Management has three primary areas of focus, source water protection, stormwater pollution prevention, and city facilities compliance. These are each designed to continue to ensure the sustainability of the region's groundwater and to minimize the impact from city operations. Source Water Protection Program is a multi-jurisdictional program which works with businesses and communities to prevent pollution from entering groundwater. This is accomplished by protective strategies which reduce risk to groundwater through pollution prevention education, rapid spill response, zoning and our land use management, and financial incentives for best management practices. The stormwater management program reduces the impact to the rivers and aquifer through the management of runoff from business and residential properties into the municipal separate storm sewer system. Pollution prevention is accomplished by community education, such as the Children's Water Festival, through K through 12 and college presentations, coordination of community cleanups, and rapid spill response, as well as business inspections. And the third program that we discussed is uh, Cities Facilities Compliance. Our emphasis is to reduce the impact to the environment that includes land, water, and air from city operations. In order for us to do this and be a sustainable city, we have to work together. The departments of fire and water and street maintenance, for example, work together to respond to accidents and spills and complaints to identify and contain and clean up anything which can pose a threat to our water resources. And there's also a component there of public education as well, right? Like with not putting things, not putting trash in the storm drain, not pouring things out that way, right? Right. Public education is a component of each of the three programs we talked about, source water protection, stormwater pollution prevention, as well as city facilities compliance. Within a year, we will conduct more than 100 public education and outreach activities in various venues to our public to help inform them of their role in protecting our local water resources. Other sustainable activities include the reuse of sale of byproducts from our lime kiln softening process, for example. The reuse of lime softening products by sales to other municipalities for use in their wastewater treatment process reduces waste to landfill and keeps water utility costs low. We are a regional leader for this and thereby ensuring the sustainability of our region and our natural resources. Yeah, the lime kiln thing is, is really pretty cool because there's only one other uh, municipality, it's Miami-Dade County, Florida, that does lime reclamation from their uh, water pro or their, their water filtration process and that, I think it's really interesting that we're doing it and not only are we doing it but they only do it for themselves but we're actually selling to other municipalities and businesses 
which I think is really neat. That's yeah. correct. We have several communities in the area who are now also petitioning to us for our Lyme uh, residuals. So our, uh, our goal is to optimize our operations so we can produce as much as we can to supply to these communities because then it keeps their costs down. And now we've got less waste that we have to dispose of and we're assisting other communities to keep their water treatment costs down. It is a very unique process and we're very proud of it. Right, and we just did some work on the kiln to increase the output of it, right? Yes, we did. Improve the efficiency of our lime kiln operation. It's like a giant oven and if we have to supply energy to this oven, if we can produce as much residuals as we can through this oven while heating it, it's looking at an optimal operation and temperature for that lime kiln. Right, yeah, I've been out there and I actually did a presentation for them to help uh, sell the product. So it was really neat to go out there and see because that was a part of the city that I didn't know anything about. Fantastic, there's a nice video that we have available um, through the City of Dayton's website that kind of goes into a little detail of that lime kiln operation. Uh, Michelle, as part of the green team, uh, that's the internal green team here at the city, you see a cross-section of what other departments are doing to make their unique operations more eco-friendly. What are some of the things you've seen implemented or that are currently being implemented that are making a difference? The green team started by looking at city operations to reduce the use of energy and waste. Here in Ohio, wasted electricity equates to carbon emissions from coal burning operations. So we encourage everyone to turn off lights at home and at work when they're not needed. And this helps us reduce our region's carbon impact. Some of the other things that we're doing that we're really proud of is recycling. Uh, It's a sustainable practice which both reduces the waste stream to the landfill and it encourages litter reduction. This project is being managed through uh, the Division of Waste Management as part of this collaboration with the Green Team. We also look at promoting the use of reusable drinking water bottles and coffee mugs instead of plastic to reduce our waste loads. One of the other things on larger scale that the city has implemented is a natural gas fuel facility. This fuel facility provides a clean source of fuel for some of our vehicles which were known to have low mileage and high emissions and now they are replaced with clean energy which is a natural gas fueled vehicle. In addition to promoting the use of sustainable or clean energy vehicles we also have an errand bike program for those who want to run from one building to the other uh, and don't necessarily want to use a vehicle for that. Some of the other uh, exciting projects we have in place across the city uh, one is For example, using less salt by adding a beet juice to improve the staying power of this salt on the streets and roadways during a storm or a rain event. This reduces cost to the city and it also reduces the runoff impact on our rivers. Another exciting program that the city has undertaken is the purchase of more efficient street sweeping vehicles. These vehicles are designed to pick up smaller Uh, sized organic waste that's in the streets and that prevents that organic material from running off to our rivers which reduces the dissolved oxygen in the rivers which is necessary for sustained life. So these street sweepers run more efficiently and they pick up more material from our roadways. Another exciting thing that we do within the city of Dayton is leaf collection. We have a program where we coordinate with our community to collect leaves, and those leaves are gathered and 
managed through a composting process. And again, this reduces the amount of organic material that runs off through our storm sewers to our river. The last of which a sustainable practice and exciting initiative that we have underway, um, we had a collaboration with Wright State University to look into climate adaptation and look into how the community can assist in preparing our community for extreme weather events associated with climate adaptation. You might ask, well, what does that have to do with sustainability? To be a sustainable community, what we have to do is work together to make sure we identify what those impacts are to a community and then put a plan in place so that we can minimize the impact from that event, extreme weather event in this case, and we coordinate so that we can bring services back to normal for our community in a short time frame. That's the adaptation part of sustainability that's become the newer conversation around sustainability. All right, well, that's quite a list of stuff there. That's impressive mean, from everything from uh, natural gas-powered vehicles to leaf collection, all points in between. So I got one last question for you here. Why must an innovative city be a sustainable city? Good question. An innovative city is always looking for new and innovative ways to provide quality service and products to its customers while reducing the long-term impacts to the environment in order to be sustainable. To be sustainable, the city strives to balance today's needs with the resources required for the next generation. An example of the use of recharge lagoons in our water collection process to replenish our aquifer is such an example. The city of Dayton decided very early on in our water operations process that although we have a plentiful water resource, the Great Miami Buried Valley Aquifer, we designed a system within our well fields to recharge that aquifer from rainwater that's in order to replace what's used today to ensure adequate source for tomorrow. So yeah, the recharge lagoons, that's an interesting feature. I've seen some of those like out at the golf course at Kitty Hawk. Uh, they look like water features, but what they're actually doing is putting water, surface water, back into the aquifer to replenish that resource. Exactly. And these, these lagoons are maintained by City of Dayton staff in order to ensure the communication between rainwater that falls in these ponds and the recharge rate of that water that penetrates through the ground and recharges our aquifer. So this is a deliberate design, but yes, they look beautiful and look just like water features within our golf course. All right. Well, thanks very much for being on the show, Michelle. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. And for you folks out there who would like some more information about the Division of Environmental Management, you can go to DaytonWater.org to learn more about that. And if you enjoy this show, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or your preferred podcast feed. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.